For years, people have always assumed that I wanted to be a designer or a stylist for a living, when in reality, I have always wanted to be a lawyer. My style, of course, is what led people to this conclusion, but what people really don't know is that there is a such thing as a fashion lawyer. My name is Grace Azuike, and this is the first episode of The Label Law. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. This is The Label Law. This is Grace Azuike. <laughs> I created this podcast to highlight the intersection of the law and the fashion industry because the fashion industry is constantly evolving. I recently graduated from Spelman College with a BA in political science, and I was on the pre-law track. I object. Now, I knew I've always wanted to go to law school, and that would most likely be my second degree, but figuring out what type of law I wanted to do was a pretty short journey, but it really opened my eyes to a whole world out there that I wasn't really aware was a big thing, especially right now in fashion politics. So while I was at Spelman, I conducted research um, in fashion legislation. I constructed domestic bill analysis, and I analyzed cases in the past and present that have had impacts in the fashion industry. Now, of course, these projects weren't specifically for fashion industry labeled legislation, but if I was going to write a 30-page bill analysis, then I was going to write it on a topic that I actually really care about. Finding these cases... I really thought was going to be hard because I didn't think that there was going to be that much out there. But there are literally so many, like hundreds, thousands of cases that deal with fashion legislation, whether that be with brand protection, trademarking, patenting, licensing, collaborations between artists and creatives. There are literally so many parts of the legal field and the fashion industry that integrate. And honestly, the fashion industry would not be as complex as it is today and as much as a business as it is without the law. And while I was doing all of this research, I came to the harsh reality that America does not care about fashion legislation or fashion law at all. Of course, there have definitely been some landmark cases that have marked the change in fashion law and setting precedent for new cases to come. But America doesn't really look at the fashion industry as something that needs to be protected or even preserved, really. So other countries such as London, Milan, Paris, Japan, different countries that have major fashion houses that are based and headquartered there have so many different laws, rules and regulations. Like there are so many steps in order to even be able to come out with a line, let alone how your line will be protected once it comes out. Meanwhile, in America, fashion law is generally new. Just up until recently, fashion law wasn't really seen as a legal specialty. Now, when I say the words legal specialty, I mean like intellectual property law, international law, business corporate finance law. All of those are specialties that you can go to law school knowing that, okay, these are the classes I'm going to take because this is the exact type of concentration of law I'm going to be going in. Meanwhile, fashion law didn't really have that until just recently. 
And this can all be attributed to the hard and groundbreaking work done by Susan Scafidi, professor at Fordham Law School and director and founder of the Fashion Law Institute. She has paved the way for fashion law to be taken seriously and to be looked at as a real discipline. So this is like some really groundbreaking stuff. The fashion law world is becoming a lot more recognized and understood throughout all facets of the legal system. Fashion law is completely growing with social media. The internet age in general has really, really, really made it kind of impossible to even get away with the negative things that you really could do and shady dealings in fashion law. I mean, design piracy and copycat litigation has grown over the past few years. And because of this, new legislation has had to be made in order to protect these legal protections for the fashion designs. And they're becoming more and more important now just because of the fact that with the fashion industry growing, unfortunately, there are some people who are exploitive and some people who are going to come into the art and they're going to do things that are just not cool and think, well, you know, people don't really pay attention to the legal aspect of this industry. So who cares? And because of this, recently, it has become a very, very big thing. Now, it is very unique and very few law firms actually specialize in this area, more so having general legal counsel that's like in-house for most of these brands. So I've been throwing around the term fashion law, of course, and I haven't really given an exact definition of what it really is. So fashion law does not honestly have one general definition. It encompasses so many different specialties in the law field that honestly I could see why it definitely wasn't a legal specialty and people understanding how many intricate pieces go into it. I mean there's intellectual property law, there's international law of course because a lot of designers and labels are not based in America. It's business and corporate finance law, supply chain. There's so many different things that encompass that world. I mean it can go from brand protection, it can be about copywriting it can be about trademarking it can be about patenting i mean there are so many different parts that come together and make fashion law and this is what this podcast is going to be highlighting i mean some of your favorite designers have had some really shady dealings um they've had some crazy past with financial issues or even the way that some of these brands can go from just up-and-coming little brands to big fashion labels and Understanding that aspect and that important part of the law is imperative in understanding fashion law. And fashion law may sound a little like cut and dry, like it couldn't be fun, but honestly, it's a really cool world. And I cannot wait to officially and professionally be in that career field. The label law is a hub, honestly. Like, this isn't just for aspiring lawyers, this is for creatives whether that be designers, different people that are involved in that process of having an actual brand. It's going to be for business people who like the fashion industry because business is definitely a big part of that industry. It's going to be for people who are fashion enthusiasts so you can understand a lot of the background stuff that happens behind some of your favorite clothes, shoes, I mean, makeup, everything. And I'm not only going to be talking about everything through a legal lens. Of course, I'm going to have my own opinions about a lot of things that are going to come on here, especially like our next episode, which I'll talk about later. But this is going to be 
about brand protection. Like I've been stressing from the beginning, this is going to be about licensing. This is also going to be a place for those creatives and designers to really understand how to protect themselves. There are a lot of different things about the fashion world that I'm really learning through a legal lens. So I mean, the first episode after this episode is going to be about Yeezy, Gap, Telfar, and how shady that whole entire business kind of is. And I just wanted to thank you guys for coming all the way here to the end and listening to this. Of course, I have to ask you guys to leave me a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. Thank you for tuning in. And this is The Label Law. Mm-hmm.